Often I have people in my office telling me about how someone said or did something that hurt or offended them. Yet when I ask them if they told this person that they were hurt or offended, they typically lower their head and say, no. As a result of not saying anything, their hurt and their resentment gradually builds. The rift between them and the other person gets bigger, and the hurt begins to leak out into more and more situations in the relationship. So why don't we speak up when we've been hurt? What is it that leads us to keep it to ourselves when we've been offended? We tell our children, hey, use your words, but then we often have trouble taking that advice for ourselves. Well, let's find out why. Welcome to the Quick Counsel Podcast, where we will give you a simple and practical understanding of counseling issues and how they might apply to your life. Here's your host, Pastoral Counselor Brett Legg. There can be many reasons why we don't speak up when we've been hurt or offended or angered. Sometimes we lack self-confidence. When you lack self-confidence or have low self-esteem, you don't have the ego strength to stand up for yourself. You can doubt your thoughts, your feelings, even your own intuitions, and consequently, you don't speak up for yourself when you've been hurt or offended because you assume that you're wrong or that it doesn't really matter. Another reason we don't speak up for ourselves is we judge by prior history. If you've tried to speak up for yourself in the past but were consistently ignored or told you were wrong or put on the receiving end of somebody else's anger, then you will be very hesitant to speak up for yourself now because you assume that history will repeat itself. We often fail to speak up for ourselves because we fear our own response. If you have a history of blowing up or saying things that you shouldn't when you speak up, then you may be afraid of speaking up because you're afraid of doing damage or hurting the person in the relationship. And sometimes we fail to speak up because we fear their response. If you have a history of being on the receiving end of someone's anger when you've tried to speak up, then you may find yourself thinking something like, hey, I would love to talk to them about this, but it will just make them mad and I don't want to have to deal with that. So, despite the reasons we have for not speaking up, there are some really good reasons to go ahead and speak up, especially if someone has hurt you or offended you. One reason to speak up is because it promotes honesty. When you speak up, you're being honest, and no relationship can survive, let alone thrive, without honesty. Even difficult honesty helps us to breed trust and respect, and honesty is an important part of setting boundaries in a relationship. Honesty may seem to make things worse at times, but you can't get to a better place without honesty. Another reason to speak up is that it keeps things from festering. Speaking up keeps things from building up emotionally. The less you speak up, the more things stack up on the inside, and then this colors your thoughts and your emotions and your perceptions in the relationship. Not speaking up is like continually walking with a rock in your shoe. If you don't learn to speak up, the limp will just get worse and worse. Another reason for speaking up is that it creates an environment that makes solutions possible. You can't fix something in a relationship if you can't talk about it. There has to be mutual honesty and understanding before you can find a solution that will work for both people. Not speaking up ensures that the problem will continue and possibly get worse. So, how do you speak up? We've talked about the reasons why we don't speak up, and we've talked about the reasons why we need to speak up, but how can you best speak up, especially if it could be difficult? Here are some steps that you can take to best speak up and speak into difficult situations. First, 
Speak when you have control of your words. If you're the type of person who has trouble controlling your words or your emotions when you speak up, then don't speak up until you know you can control yourself. And if you're speaking up and you find that in the process of speaking up you're starting to get out of control, then table the conversation and come back to it when you're more in control. Another thing you can do is to speak kindly but truthfully. There's a passage of scripture called Ephesians 4.15, and that passage tells us to speak the truth in love. You need to do both. Speak lovingly so they can hear you, but speak truthfully so you can deal with the things that need to be addressed. Then you can speak earlier rather than later. The longer you sit on something that's bothering you, the more you stew on it and the worse it gets. And then when you do bring it up to address it, your emotions and your reactions are already fired up. When you address things in the moment in which they occur, then the emotional volatility is very low and you can deal with things more matter-of-factly. Another thing you can do is speak when you can best be heard. Try not to speak to someone who's already tired, already frustrated, already upset, already angry. Chances are neither of you will get anywhere. Instead, try to pick a time when they're more calm and more open. And try to do this as soon as possible. Don't put it off too long, because if you do, then that situation that you want to talk to them about, it'll go cold in their mind. Another thing you can do is to speak to your contributions as well as theirs. If you've contributed to the issue you want to address, lead the conversation with your contributions to the problem. You may even want to ask their forgiveness for those contributions. This will set a much better tone and help them be more open to hear what you have to say. And finally, speak consistently. What do I mean by this? I mean that you should consistently take this approach, even when it doesn't seem to be getting you anywhere. Don't try it for a little while and then give up. That just teaches the other person that if they wait long enough, they can wait you out, you'll drop it, and they won't have to deal with it. Continue to speak up until the two of you can come to some sort of rhythm and dance and consensus in finding agreement. Okay, a final thought, or more like a final disclaimer. Doing these things doesn't mean that the conversations won't be difficult, nor does it mean that things will go the way you want them to. It takes a lot of practice to break old habits and to build new ones, so just keep at it. Following these suggestions will give you the best long-term probability for both softening and improving things and for giving you a loving voice that can be heard. So, learn to speak up. Hey, thanks for listening today. I hope you're a person who can speak up when you need to. And if not, I hope this episode will help you get better at that. As always, you can find more from me at brettleg.com. That's one T and two G's. And you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I hope you have a great rest of your week. And I hope you'll join us again for the next Quick Council. Thanks for joining us today for Quick Counsel. This podcast is meant to give you a simple understanding of counseling issues and is in no way intended as a substitute for professional counseling or therapy. If you feel you need further help, please contact a local counselor, therapist, or physician. Thanks for listening, and we hope you will join us for the next episode of Quick Counsel.